0: Welcome back to yet another bullshit podcast. As always, I'm your host Jeremy, and with me today is my co-host Dalton. How you been this week?
1: What up, ah, uh, man? I have had a hell of a week, but I'm not going to go into it because, like, who the hell wants to hear about that? But something did happen to me today that made me laugh, and I want your opinion on it. Okay, and and listeners, As please, yeah, please feel free to pop in um, in the on the Facebook group. So I go and do some yard work for my grandpa and i i don't ever like ask him to do it for money but he pays me yada 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 so we're afterwards we're sitting on the porch and we're talking and i'm having a root beer and we're just kind of having a conversation so i'm sitting there for like you know an hour and then i get up i go tell my grandma bye and everything give her a hug and then as i'm leaving i'm like all right grandpa uh, i'll catch you later i love you like that and he goes same here uh love you too and that just the whole ride home I was laughing about that because I'm like <laughs> there's something about that older generation where like I guess they didn't get told I love you a lot whereas I heard it all the time yep. from my parents you know so like it's it's funny cuz like I'd say nine times out of 10 when I tell my grandpa I love him he's like yep
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's definitely a grandparent thing like yeah I just don't think affection was as big of a deal back then yeah, if you get like a grunt from your grandfather you know you've done right
1: yeah yeah whereas my grandma my grandma will just randomly call me and be like i just want to tell you i love you sweetie i hope oh, you yeah. i hope you had a good day my grandpa like i'll write him sometimes and, and like say stuff to him and he'll just like give me the facebook thumbs up reply in the messenger <laughs> he just sends me yep. the thumbs up and i'm like all right like i know that's his way of saying i read it and i care like
0: <laughs> yeah i'm acknowledging you spoke to me
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it's just, yeah, that, that older generation cracks me up. Like, I work- oh, yeah,
0: my grandmother was like, I was the firstborn grandson, so I walked on water for her. Like, she ruined me for today because <laughs> I'd just lay on the couch watching TV or playing Sega Genesis, and she'd come in, you want a sandwich, you want a grilled cheese or some spaghetti and meatballs? I'd be like, yeah. And she'd bring it to me. I'd be like, you didn't bring me a drink. And she'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. to go get a drink and bring it in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ruined now. I have my own personal staff as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, my, my grandma Maybe the, oh, go the ahead. funniest story i ever have of her um she was a very snarky woman to anybody else <laughs> um so i had bought something at walmart right and i only think we left the store like i decided i didn't want it took it to customer service and for some reason they were not going to give me a refund on it so we stopped by my grandmother's house on the way home and uh i'm all downtrodden she's like what's wrong sweetie and uh I'm like, well, I bought this thing at Walmart. I tried to return it and they wouldn't give me my money back. She literally just snatches it out of my hand and walks out of the house. And I'm like, what the hell? The Walmart's (laughs) like 15 minutes away. Comes back like 35, 40 minutes later and slams some money on the counter. It's like, here's your money back. (laughs) like she went up there and chewed that walmart employee who was probably some random like 17 year old chewed their ass out and got my money back for me i don't even think she took the receipt with her she just showed up and like went through a tornado of customer service and they just gave her the money for it
1: that is fucking tremendous bro (laughs) oh
0: yeah
1: my grandma's more like reserved but she will like my grandma seems like she loves to cuss when my grandpa's not around like oh, yeah. I was in the kitchen with her one time, and I had gotten into it with a boss of mine and quit the job. Uh, and before I could even tell her, I had explained to her like what had happened, and she goes, "I'd have told him to go fuck himself, son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, "Whoa, hold
0: on, let's take that a step back. What'd you just say?" <laughs> See, my grandmother was a polar opposite. She worked in a. I used to work in a factory, and she apparently worked there decades ago for. Three or four months, I think. Apparently, like she, uh, she had had enough of it, and she told her supervisor she was leaving. and Her supervisor was like, "You can't leave." She's like, "If that grand prix in the parking lot fires up, then I can leave." She's like, "It fired up, so I left, and I never went back."
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, I, that's what, I don't know. This old ladies are fiery, man. Oh yeah, I don't know what it is. Like I don't know. Like I said, like we were talking about, maybe this is just the era they were raised in, but. And then, and then you have like old guys like the guy I used to work for at Winn-Dixie who I walked in one day and he's sitting there and this was like, he was like a super church going kind of guy. Didn't cuss, didn't like to get angry, Oh yeah. but I walk in and I'm looking at the, the sheet of things that I had done wrong the night before, even though I had done everything right. It's just the is open an hour and a half after I leave. Sorry if people come in and fuck it up. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, he looks me dead in the face and goes, Dalton damn, you are ugly, <laughs> but Jesus loves you, so I love you. <laughs> and I remember just looking this old man in the face and going, Mike, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't like that kind of language. And I just shook my head and went about my job, because, like, what the fuck am I going to say to that? Like, what? The- <laughs> am I going to tell my boss to go fuck himself? No, but I, mean, I really wanted to, though, because... <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, dude! That was the beauty of working in a factory. Is like my boss would come around the corner, and I'd be like, "God damn! Don't put all the ugly on somebody at once. You got to give somebody a warning before you come around that corner." <laughs> and
1: yeah, like I, I assumed that he was trying to just jovially fuck with me, okay. but I, I had just walked in, and me and him like did not have that kind of relationship. So
0: I was—he yeah, just- was probably like, "I'm gonna be one of the boys," and then he tried it, and he was like, "Nope, nope, don't like it. I don't want to be one of the boys." <laughs> It's just like this
1: fucking what the hell, oh man! So, um, sir,
0: yes, uh, we (laughs) both watched, (laughs) at my behest to Dalton, the Halo live action TV show this week. Um, Um, I want to say real quick,
1: before you mentioned this to me, I had no idea this was even a thing.
0: Oh yeah, this was announced. Couple years ago, I think I've been pretty, but like it's one of those things they announced it and then, like, I think companies should do, didn't say shit about it until it was pretty close to being ready to go. Cause I hate it when companies like announce something and then drag it out for six or seven years before they finally actually do something with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I and cough, you know,
0: cough, uh, Metroid Prime 4, cough, cough.
1: <laughs> right. I was in that, you, we've seen the detrimental side of that. Oh, yeah. with games like cyberpunk 2077 no man's sky oh, things yeah. like that now i do want to give credit no man's sky like that did it came through better but so i i just wanted to like say that because i had no expectations for this show um and my experience with halo was i had halo 2 for the original xbox and i loved the shit oh, yeah. out of that game and that was like pretty much the only one i ever put a lot of time into um i do have the halo collection though so now that i've seen this first episode i'm like hmm i kind of want to play through those games in canon order
0: What's really cool about the first one uh, is if you got the Master Chief Collection, you have Mm -hmm. the anniversary edition of Halo One, which has up to res graphics. But I think uh, on an Xbox One controller, you can hit like the whatever is the equivalent of the back button and switch between the original graphics and the updated graphics instantaneously. Oh, so yeah, whatever would what we would call the select button. I believe that's what you hit, and it would switch on the fly from the original Xbox graphics to the high-res remake graphics. That's really Which cool. Is really cool.
1: I've always thought that was interesting. Like I played a game uh, for the Steam Machine podcast, uh, Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, when they re-released that, oh, yeah. and that had a button that you could hit, and it would switch between the hand-drawn new graphics and the original Sega Master System graphics. Oh nice. And I just thought that was really cool. And there was another button to switch the sounds back to the old chip sounds and stuff. It was really it was really neat. Oh nice. So and when I games like when they I that love it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I like when they do that fan service stuff too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh it's the Halo two anniversary edition as well that comes with that. So I wonder if there's something implemented right. like in that or maybe it's possibly just so. Home. I don't
0: think I've played that one on the Master Chief collection yet. Um what is Netho? And in the first one is the high-res graphics sometimes hide stuff you're looking for. So I would kind of <laughs> cheese the system a little bit, jump back to the Xbox dra- graphics where items and enemies and stuff stood out a lot more. Yeah. It's like if I'm getting shot and I can't figure out from where, I just switch over and it's like, oh, there's that orange guy on that gray backdrop. Let me shoot him real quick.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to try that. I'll have to check that out later. Um, I loaded up Reach and was playing that some, but then – uh realized that the actually the first game in the canon story of halo is halo wars so i found that and i'm I'm checking that out but the show uh what was your first impressions of it you've been looking forward to it Um, so
0: and i want to say we're gonna avoid spoilers in this we will put out an extra episode where we just go through the entire episode with spoilers and all yeah i saw the trailer come out probably like six months ago or something i can't remember exactly when but it looked fantastic to me i did love the fact that there was like a 2001 chevy tahoe in the background of this alien planet which became a humongous meme of like why is there a chevy tahoe on an alien planet but uh it looked really good the cg to me and the trailer looked really good watching the actual episode i'll say i liked it although i'm hesitant of where they're going with the story not really a traditional halo story per se but like everything looked pretty good to me albeit a couple of things were a little questionable like so we'll discuss that on another episode yeah but i liked it i'm interested to see where it goes um could it have been better sure but i don't think it was bad by any means either what about you
1: i really enjoyed it um like you said there are a couple things that i have little qualms with you know what i'm saying but they were also little fan service things that they did that they didn't need to. And yeah. like, like for example, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, but like the shield sound that everyone knows the oh, shield just... sound from halo. And when you hear when yeah. I heard that it was like somebody put a nostalgia warm blanket around me. I was just like,
0: yep. Oh fuck.
1: And from there, like I thought the suits look great. Um, so far, like the dialogue and stuff, it wasn't too cheesy or anything. Like it yeah, seems just... like they're taking it pretty seriously. I, I enjoyed it well, like, like you said we'll get into it more on a little side episode with spoilers and stuff but like, I am excited it's, to see
0: more of it it's something I will say about the story while I'm hesitant to say it's going to be a good story I'm sure they're going to do a good job with it I like when they don't follow the source material word for word because it adds that little bit of suspense of you don't know what's what's coming next. And so you're not just sitting... I know a lot of people like uh, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings fandoms are horrible for it. Saying like, well, that's not what happened in the books. And it's like, you don't, do you really want to watch the same exact story you've already read how many times? Like, you're a Harry Potter fan, so I'll be curious how you feel about stuff like that.
1: The way I look at it, dude, is that the people making the movies are going to put their own little... Uh <laughs> artistic integrity on it uh, and their i mean artistic vision their artistic vision you can't you can't fuck with someone's artistic vision <laughs> but no in all seriousness it, it really doesn't bother me like you know if something deviates it depends on how much it deviates you know this is true but i mean if it's just like little little things or even like they just change it up for example and i hate to bring it back to a, a gaming reference, but like what they did with final fantasy 7 remake you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there were people who were upset about that, but I'm like, dude, that's fine by me again. How many times have we play, have people played the original final fantasy seven? I have personally had exactly. like, you know, so many people have played that game that they probably just wanted to try something new and they did. And for, from all intents and purposes that I've seen, it worked. So
0: and my defense of square Enix and that too, I have a uh, disclaimer. I have no final fantasy nostalgia whatsoever. I wasn't a PlayStation kid but when you take a game that i think is 30 to 40 ish hours and you make it into four parts that are all 30 to 40 hours you have to add a little something to it you have to yeah. divert from the path a little bit to get that content out there and i'd much rather than put that out in 30 40 hour spurts than take a 40 hour game and cut it into four 8 hour games you know with no, no nothing extra to it
1: i 100% agree um, now, as <laughs> the Halo show, I got to say, um, I have two articles pulled up that have two wildly different titles, and I <laughs> just, they just they just crack me up. Um, one is from theverge.com and one is from PC Gamer, okay? The Verge," which is more entertainment-based, their headline is, "The Halo Show is nothing like the games, and that's why it's Good." And the little tag under it yep. says, "Halo Showrunners earned criticism for saying they didn't consider the games, but they were right not to. And I think that goes with exactly what you were just saying. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, PC Gamer, on the other hand, whoever this was that wrote this article. And let me tell you, I, s- I sent this article to you earlier in the week. And I was like, oh, this, yeah. are, this is the saltiest yeah, is article hilarious. I've read in a while. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the Halo TV ha- series has absolutely no vibes. One episode in, and I am already so tired of Halo. And I'm like, ouch. And then the it's- article just goes on to be just nitpicking.
0: Oh, yeah. And we talked about that, I think, last week, where it's like, if you want to hate something going into it, you're going to find reasons to hate it. Um, I like to go into stuff with as open a mind as I can, because why not try to enjoy Like, you're spending part of your life watching this. Why not try to get some kind of joy out of it? Something I think some people don't realize is Halo has this huge universe outside of the games in books. And...
1: And i think some comics too um, right
0: i think so i think the comics were more, graphic uh, game or game oh. or book adaptations but uh i got you yeah like i've read a couple of the novels they're really good they're really fleshed out and i'm really curious if the showrunners pulled from those at all like uh the one book i really liked was halo fall of reach which was the master chief origin story and kind of kicks off everything that's going on with the war and all of that and it's it was really interesting to see where the Spartans came from and stuff like that. Um, yeah.
1: That's a question I've always had. So
0: yeah. So like, that's a really good book to read. Cause it gives you the whole story of like them, you know, as children, what happens, how they end up in the program, how the Spartans are so strong and so fast and all of that stuff. Um, it's a really good read. It's if you like uh war novels, you like Tom Clancy kind of stuff. It's going to yeah. be great. I'm not a huge fan of that stuff, but the, Video game aspect of it kind of kept me pushing through it. It's very much a war novel. It's very much like a Tom Clancy or something like that. But it's it's neat. It's I feel like they were really accurate with the military stuff they were doing in it. And yeah, definitely recommend reading that if you like Halo at all.
1: Hell yeah! What was the name of that again? So I can.
0: Uh, it's Halo: The Fall of Reach. I'm pretty sure. The fall Let me double Reach. check that real quick because <laughs> we sending people to read some weird book they've never heard of before. <laughs>
1: yeah right you just go look it up and it's actually a porn novel you're just like yeah. whoops
0: <laughs> yes it's halo the fall of reach by eric nyland it's halo book number one so it's the first in the no- the novel series okay well hell yeah you i'll can, check that out you can get it at thriftbooks.com for 3.99 apparently oh wow now, now i will say there is a halo the fall of reach animated movie that I got about 10 minutes into and turned off because the animation was so horrible in it that I physically couldn't watch it.
1: <laughs> now, is it horrible or is it graphics not horrible?
0: It is horrible. Like, <laughs> it's all computer generated, but it's really cheap. Like, let me see if I can find.
1: Because I have this weird that. affinity for like early 2000s animation, and I think it stems from Final Fantasy VIII's pre-rendered backgrounds. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. I love that shit.
0: I'm gonna send you a screenshot from from okay. the movie. You can okay. watch the trailer on a uh, YouTube if you're interested in it. It was on Netflix when I tried to watch it, but like it's just it was so bad. It was so like choppy, I believe, because um, it was a long time ago when I tried to watch it. But I remember the animation not being very smooth. The computer graphics were just cell shaded and weren't really nice looking. I just couldn't get myself through it. Um, yeah the face you just made says you agree with me
1: i I will i will post this in the facebook group and in the show notes but like it's almost this weird uncanny valley thing going on with this
0: it's like like cel-shaded zelda concept art almost yeah but just oh it's so bad is i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't watch it
1: i would be interested to see like like what the spartans looked like in that but yeah as far as just their human faces right there yeah that looks strange
0: yeah yeah, it was Uh, not uh, not something I would recommend to anybody but like I said it was on Netflix this was several years ago so I don't know if it's still on there or not but yeah definitely read the book over watching the movie (laughs) Uh,
1: well speaking of war uh, unfortunately there is you know conflict going on in the world and it seems that uh, there was a retro computer museum in Ukraine that got destroyed in a bombing
0: yeah it was uh I'm gonna look up the name of it.
1: That uh, when you sent me that, man, that kind of made my heart sink. Cause that's like history that gets destroyed. That always bothers me when that happens.
0: Oh yeah, they had a ton of really eclectic old computer stuff there. Um, let's see.
1: I do want to say uh, for people, um, if you would like to donate it to Ukraine somehow, um, Fanatical. I don't. I think Humble Bundles bundle is over, but Fanatical is currently doing a bundle of PC games. Uh, fanatical.com. That is. And uh, I think it's like 15 bucks or so and it's all the do- all the proceeds go to the Ukraine for their charity
0: yeah I'll say I know a humble bundle raised like millions of dollars with their bundle they did Dude, and that one was super popular
1: I want to say when I last time I checked it it was like 15 million dollars I was like Damn.
0: yeah I think it's ended at like 16 or something like that
1: see so awesome. yeah, it was
0: a tweet that said it was uh, the I'm gonna butcher this but it's a uh, mariupol M-A-R-I-U-P-O-L Computer Museum in Ukraine It was a privately owned collection of over 500 items of retro computing consoles and technology from the 1950s to early 2000s was destroyed during a bombing by Russia Um, The good news is the guy who owned it and his family were able to collect some documents, some money, and leave the country so they weren't affected by it other than losing his business and and all his uh, effects I'm sure that was less bothersome to him yeah. compared to the safety of his family. So I'm glad they were able to get out and weren't affected by it any more than they were.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. But still, a- And it's
0: not the only video game stuff because I think the guy who makes, uh, is it Everdrives? Oh, yeah. The so- people who make those are based in Ukraine. And uh, I know the guy who runs it or owns it was able to get out and go to Spain with his family.
1: Yeah, but I saw him tweet something about, like, the other people that worked there are still over there, so... Yeah, yeah. I think
0: you said uh, either he said they were still there or he was unsure if they had gotten out or not. Well... Personally, <clears throat> I can't I can't imagine living through a hell like that.
1: No, me neither, dude. Me neither. And that almost loops into, like, one of our community questions, which is, like, what's the scariest story you know that's 100% true? And uh, one of those is war. Like, just war in general yeah. is fucking...
0: Oh yeah. Terrifying. Waking up to bombings in your city down the street from where you live. Um, you know, a foreign government surrounding your town where you're not able to leave.
1: Yeah, dude. There there a was lot a lot of the freedoms
0: that we tend to take for granted these people don't have anymore, and that that's really scary.
1: Fucking absolutely it is, dude. There's a uh, there's an episode I think it was of No Reservations, where Anthony Bourdain and his crew went over to Beirut. And while they were there, um, they were like in their hotel on the balcony and all of a sudden the airport they came in on just started getting bombed oh. and a war started while they were there and they ended up having to get out on like a military ship and stuff with other people trying to escape the war. It's it was fucking wild and they just recorded it and they were like, no, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make this an episode cause this was fucking wild. And they ended up winning awards and stuff for it and stuff too. It was, it was oh, nice. fucking crazy. I can't
0: imagine being in a situation like that. It just seems genuinely terrifying.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So Courtney asked this. um, So do you have any scary stories that you know are 100% true?
0: I'm trying to think of anything that I can absolutely say is verified to be true. Um, Of course, there's always the go-to of, you know, abductions, human trafficking, all of that genuinely legitimately scary stuff I'm trying to think of anything that's like sitting around a campfire with a flashlight kind of scary stories Um, I uh, I can't
1: I I can tell you what I have
0: yeah I'll let you go ahead
1: so I went to school with a girl and her name was Guinevere something I don't remember what her last name was anyway and it was a little bit after we had gotten out of school uh, she showed up in the paper Uh, her and her mother had killed her father with an ax, fucking wow. axed in death in the bed, and then tried to pass it off as somebody broke in and murdered him, and they tried to claim the insurance money. Jesus. And I used to sit next to that girl in class, and it just, it just fucking oh, freaks yeah. me out when I think about that. Oh, shit, she's a fucking murderer. Oh, God.
0: That does remind me of a uh, couple of kids that they were like a couple years behind me in school, and the story was... Their parents had got on them for something and sent them up to their room. Dad felt bad about it a little while later went up to talk to them. And when he opened their bedroom door, they were under the blankets. He said something to them. They came out from under the blankets with shotgun, shot him in the chest and killed him. Like shot, tried to shoot down the stairs at their mom, I think, but I think they missed. Their sister was running outside calling 911. They went out the window and shot her and so when the cops showed up they were like feeding their animals like nothing had happened and they were like 12, 13 years old I think. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And they lived right down the street from me so like I was and the bad part was within a year before that I had stolen one of them's girlfriends so (laughs) I'm kind of glad that I wasn't involved in that.
1: There was a God hold on I gotta process that. I'm trying to I'm just like fuck i'm trying to picture like a 12 year old kid just going straight doom guy on people that's ridiculous yeah,
0: because they got in trouble for something like just something. the world's a scary place
1: yeah for real um so i went to school with this girl and she wasn't really all there her name was jordan i don't and again i don't remember her last name but uh and she went missing a few years ago and was missing for like a week and a half. You know, people were posting all about looking around for her and everything. Well, they ended up finding her, and uh, she had been murdered and wrapped up in a blanket or like a carpet and put in the attic. Um, The guy who did it, and I I shit you not, call back to last week, uh, Dancing Mirror Girl, Uh, her brother was the guy who killed this chick. Oh, wow. And I was just like, what the fuck what the fuck is going on in this goddamn town what the fuck why is everybody so fucking weird i thought i'm weird and then i look at the people around me in this town and i'm like you know i'm just a pervert like there's a difference in being weird and just being <laughs> oh, a pervert yeah. i'm a pervert <laughs> it's fucked up man like oh yeah pe- that, that was that that Doors song people are strange you, you yeah, could do a song yeah. called people are scary too man because people are fucking wild
0: oh yeah Um, Yeah, You never know. That's why I say, like, always be careful because you never know where someone's at in their head. You might be that person that pushes them over the edge. So I'll say it's always better to just walk away when you can't.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Um, Let's see. Oh, one other topic that we have before we get back into the community questions. Um, In general, without going into too much, uh, I'll use the Mandalorian as an example. Why is it that heroes that wear masks or they have a helmet or anything and their whole there's like a mystique behind what, like what they're supposed to look like whenever it's adapted into TV or a movie, they have to show their fucking face. Now let me preface this by, I understand that the actor probably wants proof that it's them because it looks good on their resume and they could have just been listed as that. And then they got Joe Schmo to be the, the body guy out of there. I, I don't know the whole thing. Maybe it's a vanity thing. I don't know, but what the fuck
0: and I agree, it pisses me off a lot. Like, uh, The Mandalorian did it. Um Captain America, Chris Evans wore his helmet maybe 30 minutes out of all the damn movies he was in. Um, and I think I told you the other day, like, I'm waiting for the Kenobi series to come out, and he have a fight with Darth Vader, and then Darth Vader take his helmet off to <laughs> prove he's Anakin or something. Like, it's not necessary. We don't need it. Judge Dredd, originally. I understand, like, they got... Sylvester Stallone to play the part. They wanted to say, "Hey, we got Sylvester Stallone. He doesn't need to take his helmet off."
1: Yeah, I like, agree. It's
0: it's it's aggravating, really.
1: And I just don't get it. And you know, it happens in wrestling too, where like oh yeah, they make wrestlers to eventually take their mask off. And I'm like, dude, why?
0: Dude, the day Kane took his mask off just pissed me off so bad because, like, like you said, there's this mystique about this person, and then all of a sudden, oh, that's just a normal guy. It's kind of like horror movies, like when you don't see the monster, it's always worse than once you see it, you're like, eh, that's it, that's all it was.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's why I really like psychological horror, because usually there is no monster. It's usually just something fucked up going on.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of psychological sci-fi horror, have you ever seen uh, Pandorum, I believe it's called? It's got Ben Foster, um, what's the guy's name? Oh. I'm drawing a blank now. It's a sci-fi movie where this crew is on a ship in space and like hypersleep. And one of the guys wakes up and he kind of like starts having space madness or whatever. Um, Like I said, it's got Ben Foster in it, which to me, Ben Foster is one of the most underrated Hollywood actors out there. It's got Dennis Quaid as the main character, Ben Foster, Norman Reedus is in it um like it's an amazing sci-fi movie it's called pandorum it came out in 2009
1: i'll have to check that out because no i've never heard of that i thought you were gonna say event horizon no which is another one i need to see i've never seen but i've heard that there's some intense shit in event horizon
0: yeah
1: which i'm all about i'm all about have you ever seen any of the cube
0: movies i don't believe so
1: so i haven't seen one or three but i've seen cube 2 hypercube And it's literally about, like, people are trapped inside of a tesseract, basically. Uh And each of these rooms goes into, like, there's, like, different... I don't know. There's one room where time moves faster, and these two people start, like, having this sexual scene, but by the time somebody else opens the thing, it goes into their skeletons because time moves so quickly, they just died and decayed. Like, it's, it's real weird shit, and there's, like, multiple realities going on in there it's a wild movie uh it's definitely like a 2000s b movie but it's good <laughs> but it's good nonetheless
0: yeah you said time room i was thinking more of a like interstellar i don't know if you've seen that where they land on one planet where it's like oh time moves like infinitely faster so they're there like a minute it's been like 27 years on earth oh, and, like I know. they show up to check some signal and then get hit with a tidal wave or something and get stuck there way longer than they thought and, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that as long, but that's a really good sci-fi movie as well.
1: Hell yeah, dude. I'm always up for new, new movies and stuff to watch. So always feel free to like hit me up with them. And then like after we're done recording, fucking message me the names of them, so I'll remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's see what do we got for the, uh, community questions here. Uh, oh, here's one, a couple from Jeff. When you go to a tavern, it says tavern restaurant, but I assume it's tavern or, and or restaurant or maybe. Yeah. I, whatever uh that you've never been to before what is your usual first choice
0: so for me it's a little weird because i have uh something called arfid. it's a avoidance restrictive food intake disorder it's basically an extreme food anxiety so i have to be really selective about going to new restaurants I always check menus first but my go-to at any kind of like usually sports bars taverns any of them have it Some kind of club sandwich where I can get like turkey ham, bacon, and some kind of cheese on bread, I'm usually good to go. So that's usually my go to when I'm trying somewhere new.
1: That's what's up. I love a good club sandwich, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. I
1: think I usually go for the burger just to see like how they do it. And like, I'm weird. So when I go to a new place that has burgers, especially if it's like a burger joint, and this goes for a pizza place too, I'll get just a regular ass cheeseburger. If I go to a pizza place, oh, yeah. I get a slice of cheese pizza because I want to yep. see what you can do without covering it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. And then if it's good, then I'll go and I'll try a specialty burger or I'll go and I'll get the meat lovers or you know whatever the fuck. Fun so yeah. Story.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. I got a fun story about that when you're done.
1: Uh, I was, that's, I was basically just going to okay. wrap up with it. It's just basically, I usually get a cheeseburger and maybe a, uh, a beer.
0: So I got married back in 2017. Um, We were scouting out the location for like a reception party. We went to this Mexican restaurant next door. So the only real Mexican food I eat is like a plain ground beef taco. Uh, So we go in there and it's like I didn't realize at the time it's a hipster Mexican restaurant. (laughs) So the waitress is like, oh, what can you get? What can I get you guys? And I'm looking at the menu and there's like nothing with ground beef on it at all. I was like, do you just have ground beef tacos? And she literally looked at me like I had an arm growing out of my forehead. I was like, you know, ground beef, like hamburger. And she's like, <laughs> oh, no, we don't serve that here. And I was like, well, then don't bring me anything. What? And it's like, dude, to be that have, like condescending about ground beef tacos in a Mexican restaurant. I was going to
1: say, how do you have a Mexican restaurant and not do ground beef? Like, that's like, I don't know, 70% of the protein in do their meat.
0: You- You would be surprised, especially around here, it seems, taco trucks and some of these, like I said, quote, hipster restaurants. It's steak, shrimp, chicken, like, all this other stuff. But, like, they don't have ground beef at all. And I don't understand it because you can make a ground beef taco for about, like, eight cent in food cost. Like, it's not that expensive to make. Why Not not have it on the menu?
1: Not only that, to me, like, chicken and steak, that's for burritos, dude i mean like ground tacos is ground beef i mean that's just me you know i mean unless you're getting like street style tacos then i guess chicken is okay but or fish tacos but i mean for just like a hard like a hard shell fucking taco don't put don't put fucking steak or chicken in that son of a bitch it needs greasy ground beef in there
0: (laughs) when you eat you need to like i do soft shells so you need to like make a little diaper on the bottom because the grease and shit's gonna pour out of it when you bite into it yeah and yeah that last bite i want that last bite to really be more ground beef than you should be putting in your mouth at once but you're like if i try to bite this it's gonna go grease everywhere i just gotta eat the whole thing at once
1: fucking absolutely dude yeah i mean i've been to a couple different places where it's like their big thing is like like steak and stuff like chipotle chipotle oh yeah yep
0: like We'd that been place in there one time and i'm like yeah you don't have anything i want you just fucking overrated man
1: i yeah. ate there one time and granted like and i'm not proud of this but like i was real high on painkillers when i was in there so i wasn't exactly like super hungry but oh, yeah. at the same time i was hungry and i was eating it just like this doesn't even taste that good what the fuck why did why did i just pay 14 dollars for this <laughs> Oh yeah, I could have went to Taco Bell and gotten three tacos for a dollar, and I'd have been fucking satisfied.
0: Yeah, you could have went to Taco Bell and literally gotten like a square paper briefcase full of tacos for the same price.
1: <laughs> Seriously, it's
0: like we got this box, we're just gonna fill it up with tacos, eight ninety nine. It's yours,
1: <laughs> and it's like fuck yeah, absolutely. It was like You're speaking
0: uh, of Taco Bell, do you remember that thing that happened several years ago where people were saying like, oh, their ground beef's not ground beef? It's like rat or something i'm like dude it's good i don't give a shit what it is i'm not eating there because i want expert culinary mexican food i eat there because i'm broke as shit and i want a taco for a dollar yeah
1: yeah like i don't question what's in that shit i just know it tastes good i'm the same way with mcdonald's hamburger patties i'm like these taste like they probably have crack in them but like i'm just not i'm not gonna ask any questions because you know what it's fucking good
0: have you ever eaten speaking of have you ever eaten armor brand potted meat?
1: Um I have a ha-
0: small little can costs like 47 cent for a can still.
1: Okay, so I've never had the potted meat but I've had Vienna sausages of that brand. So I don't know. It's pretty much the See, same thing, isn't it?
0: No, they're different. Uh, oh, potted okay. meat is it's the only meat you can buy that you can literally spread on a piece of bread like peanut butter. Like it's meat that you spread oh. on sandwiches. I like it. I grew up eating it. It's good. But like, I think my dad one time was trying to gross me out by being reading the ingredients of it. I'm like, dude, I don't care if it's made up of ground-up human babies. Like, <laughs> I might have an ethical problem with it then, but it's not going to be gross to me because I've already eaten it and I know it tastes good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do. I had a situation like that one time uh, similar with a, a drink. So, I read one time that artificial flavoring can be anything. I mean, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, natural flavoring can be anything right so i read this article that the uh anal glands of a beaver the the seepage from those um has hints of vanilla and that that is used in a lot of cheap vanilla flavoring stuff and i think about that every time i drink something that's cheap and has vanilla in it oh yeah I'm like, like mm. just
0: picturing some factory where there's a bunch of beaver assholes lying against the wall. <laughs> they just pull the tail down and squirt some shit yeah. into the can. Yeah. I don't
1: know what the fuck. I was just like.
0: But it's then like, you start it, it, thinking, like,
1: I mean, I guess if you ate a beaver's ass, it'd taste alright.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, you yeah, know, just go fucking toss some beaver salad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is fucking just the, the weird things that you read on the internet. And even like back before oh, yeah. the internet in school, there was, a, you know, I thought it was weird that there was a girl in my school that everybody said you know fucked the hot dog and then the hot dog broke off inside her but apparently that is a rumor that happened to like a girl at every school ever and I I had a girl
0: tell me that at school like she was telling a group of us how she like tried to fuck herself with a frozen hot dog and it like fucking Christmas storied inside of her and she started freaking out because it was stuck and she couldn't get it out and like eventually it thawed enough where it was coming out I'm like dude you shouldn't tell people this story we're in like 8th grade <laughs> Like you shouldn't Jesus. be to this point already Jesus fuck
1: yeah no dude oh my god <laughs> uh, a callback what was that song by the doors people were strange yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, so Jeff had another question he asked uh, what video game would you love to see another entry in the series like if it's probably been dormant for a while
0: uh my go to answer and it's coming anyway, so it's not even really good, is uh the Last of Us Part three. We all know it's coming, but it's gonna be longer than I want it to be. I want it to come out right now so I can get more of that series. Um let me think on it for a minute. I'll go ahead and throw it to you.
1: First thing that jumped to my mind was uh, a little series that came out on the original PlayStation called Siphon Filter. Um you played as Gabe Logan. It was like a, th- a third person shooter type game. Oh yeah, uh, with some stealth elements. You know what I mean? Um, not quite Metal Gear level stealth, and you know yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a Splinter Cell. But I mean, it was you know it was a serviceable game for the PS One. And It was really yeah. fun, and it had this fucking taser that you could shoot people with the taser, and if you held it long enough, they would catch on fire.
0: Oh, I remember that.
1: And it was tremendous. I'd do that to almost any enemy I could, and. Cause
0: of- The taser was supposed to be a way to non-lethally finish the mission, correct? Yeah. Like you could tase them, you sneak past them. They don't know what happened.
1: Yeah. You could tase them and drop them and then that wouldn't kill them. But you know what I mean? It would, but no, if you held that taser on them, they would just catch on fire and it was hilarious. Um, I think that that game could come back and make a, you know, a new thing, especially it could be PlayStation's gears of war, quote unquote, even though I would hate to see it go that style of gameplay. Oh, yeah. But with Metal Gear being what it is now, Kojima's not involved with it. You know, I just think, I don't know. There's there's room for another game like that. And I think Siphon S- Filter could like Sign
0: Kojima one. up to do Siphon Filter. Oh, Make shit. Make it the new Metal Gear <laughs> Solid, <song. laughs> literally.
1: That would be, that would be insane. Uh, dude, I was watching a thing the other day, and it was an old uh, E3 reaction video from outside Xbox, and uh, it was the Death Stranding Director's Cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Andy just goes, Damn it, Kojima, the whole game was already a director's
0: cut. It was 40 hours of walking around. Just make a movie. Exactly. Dude, that (laughs) game, I love that game. I played it all the way through. About 90% of that story, you have absolutely no idea what's going on. And then at the end, you're like, oh, shit, everything makes sense now. Dude. So like, if you you play that game and you quit because you're like, I don't know what's going on, see it through because it's really good and at the end everything's explained. But something I will say, the end of that game, I think it's an hour and forty-five minute long cutscene at the end of the game that I don't think you can <laughs> skip either. So basically he put a fucking movie at the end of the game.
1: That's tremendous. That's true. I remember playing through Metal Gear 4, uh we beat it, and me and my buddy Dustin are watching the ending cutscene and Dustin's rolling a blunt. And we're sitting there, and we're like, all right, let's go smoke this balloon." Well went outside, smoked it, came back inside, Cutscene still going. Sat there for another, like, half an hour <laughs> watching the cutscene. Nice. We were just like, God, this thing's long. Oh, yeah. Um, so I
0: do, I do have a game that I want to see brought back. Um, okay. I want a good 2.5D side-scrolling Adventure Island game. I don't know if you yeah, played those back bitch. in the day. I absolutely love that series. Like, you're a caveman. You can get a skateboard as a power-up you can ride dinosaurs that shoot little flame balls and shit and like a kirby exactly adventure island 2 was my favorite nes game i have that
1: on cart right here
0: (laughs) and uh i think if you did like a kirby style two and a half d side scroller just bring it up with current graphics that would be just a ton of fun
1: fuck yeah dude i love adventure island that's some good shit
0: and I think it's a, it was a Hudson Soft game, and I forget who owns them now. It's like Konami or somebody, and they just let it sit there. They don't do anything with it.
1: Well, isn't it, isn't it Konami that's like basically just stopped making video games and they just moved to Pachinko, or is that somebody else I'm thinking of? Uh,
0: I think it is Konami. I believe that's right. <sighs> yeah, they're just like they have all these good properties, and they're just doing nothing with them.
1: Hurts my heart, man. Hurts my heart. Oh, yeah. And you know what's sad, too, is that, this is a random thing, but, like, a lot of the Sega stores are shutting down over in Japan. Oh, yeah. the, I'm sorry, the Sega arcades. So, like, pretty soon, the only place that you're going to be able to go into the Sega arcades and play video games are in, like, what is it, the Shenmue and the Yakuza series.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Or it might not even be Shenmue. It might just be Yakuza. But there's definitely Sega arcades you can go in and just play. I think I played Fantasy Zone and oh, v- nice. v- Virtual Fighter Five, and they're legit the entire arcade versions. It's really All cool. Right. <laughs> they just threw, they're like, "Hey, we own the IP to this. Why the fuck not?" Put it in there. Yep. Um, so, another gaming-related question, real quick, from uh, our listener, Kana. If you could make a video game into a TV slash movie, what would it be and why?
0: Hmm. Of course, my go-to answer once again will be The Last of Us, which is already happening on HBO. <laughs> um, let's see. I think Death Stranding would make an amazing. Uh, TV series. It's way too long to be a movie, but I think you could get an interesting story out of it. You'd have to cut out 35 hours of walking, but the actual story of it is pretty cool with the BTs and the flashbacks and all the crazy shit that's happening in it. I mean, I think I'm a, it'd make a pretty decent show. I'm
1: a Lord of the Rings fan, so you wouldn't have to cut out all the walking. You could leave some walk- You could leave at least eight true. hours of walking in there. <laughs> um, the first ones that jump to my mind are like Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Like I think you could work with those. Although
0: I would say, didn't they? Aren't they doing a Fallout TV series? I would like uh, HBO or somebody is doing it. I would be was int- talking about it.
1: I would be interested to uh, to look that up because that would be cool. Um, I think it'd be a little easier with Fallout than it would yeah, Elder absolutely. Scrolls. Um, because Elder Scrolls are so there's so many different I don't think you could do Skyrim I think everybody would want you to do Skyrim but either oh, naturally you, you could do Skyrim and just the Civil War is happening in the background and you're you actually don't you know you're the main character doesn't take part in the Civil War because then uh, you're going to have the people who complain about whatever side the main character chooses because they chose the other side and that's not canon to them and you know yada yada true. yada.
0: So yeah, there is a Fallout TV series coming to Amazon Prime, and they've uh, ca- they have cast uh, Walter Goggins in the lead role.
1: I have no idea who that is, but I like his last name.
0: By the name, yeah, I have no idea. I'm pretty <laughs> sure if I saw him, I'd be like, oh yeah, Walter Goggins, but yeah, no idea right off the bat. Um,
1: but specifically, Oblivion, I think, would make a cool TV series because the whole going into the Oblivion gates and having to, to close the gates and stuff, it's like, you know, each oh, yeah. episode you could do episodes where like a whole episode is going to clear out a gate and that kind of thing. There are, there are ways to work it. And then when we did the episode of the steam machine podcast, shout out to my other podcast, the steam machine podcast. Um, we did a plague tale and Mm -hmm. me and Nate both agreed that, man, the story of this is really good. I just really can't get behind this gameplay. So I think that would make a really, really good TV series.
0: Yeah, I can see that one. Um, I want to see a proper Assassin's Creed TV series. That movie was fucking garbage. But I think they could make an actual series out of it that could be really good. That movie just had nothing to do with the video game whatsoever. I don't know what they thought they were doing with that movie. But I think they just said, hey, we got a contract with Michael Fassbender. We need to do something with it. Let's make a movie.
1: I didn't even know there was a movie. I guess that that shows how good it was. You're the lucky one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, I remember it like the trailers and stuff coming out and it was highly anticipated. And then people went and saw it and they were like, this movie is garbage. And I watched it on Netflix or some streaming service one night just because I really did like the original Assassin's Creed story. And, yeah, it was just absolute garbage. At the end of it, I was like, man, I wish I had that time back to do anything else.
1: Uh, I've been there before. (laughs) I've been there before. Uh, I think it was I think we might even talk about on the show, the movie Jumper where it just ends and oh, it's just yeah. like what what the fuck? That didn't explain anything. I need to get that 2 hours back. But, you know, it, I guess, you know, their artistic vision. Like we talked about earlier.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Whatever, I guess. But so um I'm trying to think of some other I right, siphon filter another think, well, another one that would be really cool. Um I would like to see a tomb raider TV series. Yeah, I, mean, I think
0: they, that would be interesting.
1: They could flesh it out a little more. Um
0: How about a When that newest Tomb Raider movie came out and they cast a new actress and people were just like up in arms because they were like, she doesn't have gigantic tits. This isn't Lara Croft to me. And it's like, dude, that's not what she looks like anymore. She looked like that on the PlayStation 1 because of uh, console limitations. She had big triangular boob, not boobs, boob, because she has had this one big one that went all the way across. Yeah. It's like I, Yeah, the new the new Lara looks more like the girl that they cast for the new movie. It makes a lot of sense.
1: I would love to see, even if it was just a little fan film of a whole Tomb Raider thing where she's just got a big triangle going across in her shirt. Oh, yeah. That would just crack me up. I'd be like, yeah. Just have a walk detail.
0: with tank controls.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When she goes to turn, she's just wide legged, takes a wide step sideways and rotates.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, that would be great, dude. So
0: I'm going to let you read the next uh, community question in your Dalton voice. I feel like it'd be perfect for you.
1: Okay. Picture the scene. It's the near future. Human-like androids live among us. NFTs have become global currency. First contact has been made with an alien species, but they're currently ghosting us. With that context in mind, what I would love to hear Your views on is, if you were in a serious relationship, but an android was like super sexy and just giving you the eye, would sleeping with said android be classified as cheating? And follow-up question, what if the android was an exact copy of the person that you were in a relationship with? And that comes to us from Philly G.
0: So I'm going to preface this by saying I will be long dead before NFTs are global currency. (laughs) I will go out in a rage of bullets. Um, That being said, personally, I'm going to say, yeah, I think it would be cheating, even if it was a cop because that would be like saying, well, your girlfriend has an identical twin, so is sleeping with her identical twin cheating. Like, no, it's different.
1: My see I have I have questions. Is this a sentient Android that goes about living day to day? Is this a sex bot? Because it's if it's a sex bot. And it's just a masturbation tool, that is what it is.
0: Technically, if, true. Yes,
1: if it's a sentient android that you're working with, like they're programmed to quote unquote feel emotions and things like that, then yeah, that's that's pushing it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I feel like with her giving you this, the eye, I feel like it's gonna be a sentient android, which in that case, I'm gonna say, yeah, it's cheating. Now, yeah. that being said. I would 100% have a relationship with a sentient and android if I were single. Like, yeah. I have no problem with that.
1: Fuck yeah, why not? It'll learn what you like and what you dislike and stuff. It just it would make life a lot easier. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, you just get your own fucking Rosie from the Jetsons, but it jerks you off every now.
0: And then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Going back to uh the game Detroit become human. Like, that's what I thought of when I read this question. I was like, yeah, it's these, like, very realistic humanoid androids that have feelings, have independent thought, things like that. Yeah. I would... I'd totally bang one, but not if I was in a relationship.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm about right there with you. Although you know it might be fun to like try to convince your girl like have you ever had your pussy licked by a fucking android they're good at it you should let her you should let her (laughs) let her join come on it'll be fun it's not like it's a real person
0: (laughs) i saw him down at the farm he was like tonguing some beaver's asshole (laughs) pretty pretty sexy looking
1: he just kept yelling vanilla (laughs) which was uh, uh, which was weird because that was the un most unvanilla thing I've ever seen somebody do to a beaver, but you know
0: yeah, that's that's ironic because you, if you're eating the <laughs> asshole out of a beaver, it's probably the most non vanilla sex thing you could do.
1: <laughs> oh man, good question, Phil, good question. um so adam our our Aussie friend, who did confirm by the way that he he was rough and tumble in his younger years, so apparently yes, all all Australians will beat your ass. <laughs>
0: With a smile on their face.
1: Yeah. But I think he's, he's chilled out now that he's in dad mode. I think he he only, he only pulls that voice out when he needs to, I'm sure. Uh, So he wants to know when visiting the, visiting the United States, which cities are the best for like touristy family attractions, Um, food and live music slash adult entertainment. But he did clarify not adult entertainment,
0: not licking beaver assholes or fucking robots.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. None of, none of that. Uh, the first thing that jumped to my mind, and this is just cause I'm a Florida boy is Orlando.
0: I was going to say for family entertainment, Orlando, probably a hundred percent just cause you have Disney world. You have a uh, universal, not too far. Yeah. Like there's a lot of family centric things to do there. Just don't, now,
1: don't ride drop towers.
0: Yeah. God,
1: I am so sorry for making that joke. Uh, Lord, I apologize.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, I saw that video. That was nasty. It didn't
1: um, it was nasty but it, it didn't bother me until I read that it was a 14-year-old football player kid and I was like oh shit that's oh, yeah. that's
0: rough. It was it was the sound that got me. It just yeah. like made my skin just crawl off my body when I heard it. Yeah. I was like yeah, it's one of those things where like you hear it and you're like I wish I hadn't heard that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You're like oh now I know what that sounds like. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, um but-
0: I would say not family friendly. I would say places like uh Seattle Las Vegas, you know the typical places. Yeah, I was thinking even Noah family was. friendly. I would even say is go as far as to say maybe like San Diego because you have the zoo there. Yeah. You know, there's more family friendly stuff to do there. Um, also, Seattle, quick, of course, for live music because every band in the world plays some show in Seattle at some point in time.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, I have a cousin who lives up there, and he's talking about like concerts that come through there, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I live in the wrong fucking wrong part of the country. Oh yeah. Um, I do want to give a shout out to a place in Orlando that I love that might not get as much attention as like the big theme parks and stuff. It's a place called Wonderworks. I
0: have heard of that.
1: It's the coolest looking fucking place ever because like when you're looking at it, it looks like a building with another building that has been ripped up by a tornado and tossed on top of it upside down. So like when you're standing there at the front of the building, if you look up, you are looking at like a sidewalk and grass oh, and yeah. stuff way up where it's the bottom of the other building and it's just this it's like a sciency type stuff um things that you can do in there there's a room that, there's all kinds of stuff like i there's so many things that i can't really get it there's an inversion tunnel in one part and those are fucking wild to walk through um i laid on a bed of nails in there so there's oh, this yeah. thing it's plastic with holes in it and you lay on it and then you press these button or this button and the nails slowly raise up and then before you know it you're just laying there on nails and you're like Wow. With weight. It's oh. just to show you weight distribution and how that works,
0: you know? Dude, imagine that malfunctioning. You hit the button and it just slaps <laughs> up. You're just impaled on a bunch <laughs> of nails. <laughs> help, help. Oh, that would, Final that destination would, shit. That would fucking suck. <laughs> There's the, the bubble room that has, like...
1: Oh, what's the best way to describe it. There's these big tubs of bubble stuff with these big, like... One of the bubble ring things, I actually took a bubble and wrapped it around like over my friend's head because she was a small chick and I encased her in a bubble, which was really cool. And then they have this thing where you just pull these ropes and it brings up this sheet of bubble and then you can just blow bubbles out of the sheet. It's really, it's a cool fucking place. There's a thing that shows you uh, how pulleys work. So like you sit on this thing, it's got one pulley and it's really hard to pull yourself up. And then by the Uh, time you make it around to the one that's got like six pulleys on it, you just right to the top. And it's like, this is why pulleys are really cool. (laughs) Like It's just, it's a cool educational place, but it's also really fun. And there's a wind tunnel where you can experience hurricane force winds.
0: Oh yeah. Those are always cool. (laughs) I will say if you want to experience Florida, but you don't want to go to Florida, you can go to Florida light, (laughs) AKA Myrtle beach, South Carolina. There's a lot of family friendly stuff to do there, but I will say I can't say the town itself is family friendly because I've been there a few times and it's it's kind of a sketchy place. It's like a, like 90s Daytona Beach. <laughs>
1: that makes you think of New Orleans because New Orleans is kind of like that, too. It's like there's stuff there for family friendly, but there's also like the shady parts of town and then there's definitely the non-family friendly stuff you can do in new orleans too
0: oh yeah you can take your kids to like the ripley's museum and the aquarium and then you can go pick up a hooker that night bring her back to your hotel room (laughs)
1: yeah yeah or you can just like be walking through the city with beads and just throw them at people and you'll just see titties it doesn't matter if it's mardi gras or not (laughs) it's always mardi gras in new orleans um And then I could recommend like New York City is just a cool place to visit. I've never been to L.A., but I've been to New York City, and uh, the only thing to do in New York City is don't spend a lot of time looking up at how big the buildings are because that's a dead giveaway that you're a tourist. And you, not that you will get pickpocketed, but that is more of a sign for people to pickpocket you if you're a tourist. But there's a lot of cool, like the museum in New York City is fucking phenomenal. But I'm a nerd, so (laughs) take that with take that how you will but it's huge. The museum is massive. It is so cool. Oh, yeah. Like funny, quick, funny story about that museum. So my, my dad and me started at um, the bus station where we came in from Jersey and went into the city, went and had breakfast. My brother's like, Hey, we'll meet you at the museum. We'll all go around and walk. Here, Cause my brother lives in Brooklyn. He works for Google and Manhattan, yada, yada, yada. Um, so me and my dad proceeded to start walking and we were just walking and we were talking and looking at everything. And we ended up walking all the way to, um, central park around near where the, the museum and stuff is. So we get into the museum and my brother's like, Hey, we're running a little behind, but you guys go ahead and go in and we'll find you. So we're like, all right. So we go ahead and go in the museum and we're looking around and checking everything out. It's super cool. I'd really like to go back, um, and go in there with my dad's back, not hurting him. And I'll get the, why it was hurting him in a second. <laughs> um, so we're walking around. My brother finally is like, hey, uh, we're in here. We're by a canoe. So just, you know, come find us. We're like, okay. We, we had seen a canoe. So we went back to the little indigenous people area and my brother and his wife were nowhere to be found. We're like, well, where the, where the fuck are they? Come on now, where are you guys? <laughs> and so we're messaging him and we're like, are you sure you're by a canoe? And he's like, yeah, dude, we're by, it's a big canoe. So, like, okay. So we keep looking and we finally asked these people, you know, where's their canoes and they pointed us back to the area we were just in so we go back just to double check not there so we're just wandering around and we finally walk into this one room and i'm like oh hey there's christopher who's my brother and then i look up and this was no fucking big canoe this was like an american indian fucking warship this thing was huge hanging from the roof and i looked at christopher and i said bro a big canoe that is not a frowns free- <laughs> like that's the biggest canoe in the world why didn't you say that it was a freaking hanging warship but uh it turned nice. out that me and my dad had walked like the entirety of manhattan because <laughs> oh, wow. the bus station's at one end of manhattan and we walked all the way to where the park and the museum is at which is on the other side of manhattan so nice yeah that's, that's
0: something he- i'll say like if you're you're walking and you're kind of just wandering it doesn't seem as bad as if you're walking with a destination in mind yeah. Like if you're like, oh, I gotta walk. It's it's three miles away. Like oh, this is gonna take forever. If you're just wandering around, you'll cover miles in no time.
1: Yeah, especially like if you're somewhere where you've never really been there before. So you get like new things oh, yeah. to look at and talk about. It got to the point where me and my dad started commenting on scaffolding. We were like, oh man, this scaffolding looks really nice and sturdy. And then I was like, oh man, this scaffolding. <laughs> I wouldn't want to climb on that because <laughs> 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 there was so much fucking scaffolding in New York oh, City.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, they're always working on something
1: yeah and another thing um if you're not from america even if you are from america one thing that i can recommend that was mind-blowing to me was being in Times square at like 11 o'clock at night or like 10 o'clock at night because it was dark out but not in Times square it looked as bright as fucking four o'clock in the afternoon down there because all the lights and the neon shit going on the people it was fucking happening i was like wow isn't this isn't new york the city that never sleeps isn't that what they call new york yeah yeah. yeah, there's a reason for that, dude, for sure. Yep. So, yeah, I think that that, but yeah, like we both said, though, if you're looking for, like, to bring your family, my first my first instinct is Orlando. Just there's yeah, so
0: that would be stuff. my first instinct for a family-friendly, because there's just so much family-friendly stuff to do. Like, you can spend two weeks at the fucking Disney Park and not see everything there is to see there. Yeah. It's insanity.
1: And then that's not counting then going to Universal and trying to see both yep. those parks. Oh, yeah. I will then say, though,
0: like Disney has Star Wars land. Uh, what's the big thing at Orlando now? They have an offshoot. Uh, there, The Harry Potter. or Not Orlando universe. Yeah. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Is it Florida or California? That's getting the uh, Super Mario land.
1: I think it's Florida. I think Florida's it's going to be a
0: universal. I think it's going to be a universal. They're uh, they're doing the Super Mario land. They built in Japan. They're supposed to be doing a much larger scale one here. Which, I will be coming to Florida to check that out whenever it's ready to go.
1: Hell yeah, I would love to go check that out too, so let me know.
0: (laughs) Speaking of, to bring up a topic, did you hear about the uh, Star Wars hotel that they built at Disney down there? They're having trouble uh, filling it, like selling spots for it. Do you want to know why they're having trouble selling spots for it?
1: Yeah, I'm curious.
0: Because for two people to stay there for two nights costs $5,000. It's supposed to be this whole like super immersive, you like pick which sides you want to be on, you get costumes and all that shit. But like five grand for two people is fucking ridiculous for two nights.
1: Dude, that's insane.
0: Yeah. Like think about it. Like most people are, you know, a husband, a wife or two parents, two kids. So that's $10,000 if you want to take your whole family there. That's insanity for two nights. Especially since no wonder you're having trouble booking this place
1: two nights you can't even see half of disney in two nights oh yeah you can't see a quarter and of that's disney the thing
0: two- is this is a quote experience so it's like everything you're doing is within that hotel so you're paying five grand for two people to not leave the hotel for two days Whew. like that's a lot of money you i know, get there's like costumes there's actors that you know are are working with you and you have this whole my thing too is are you going to go to a hotel and dress up like a stormtrooper for two days and run around acting like a stormtrooper like not break character or anything that's not something that sounds very interesting to me
1: unless i get to keep the suit
0: yeah exactly for five grand i better be able to keep the (laughs) fucking suit i better get a lightsaber for five grand
1: (laughs) yeah for real well those lightsabers that you can do at disney are expensive oh those are dope yeah but they're, they're dope, cool man. as fuck though yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that whole i watched uh outside xbox go through and do that and i watched the whole making it process that you go through while you're in there and it's super cool like if i had the 200 and whatever dollars for it i would totally do it
0: oh, yeah.
1: um the uh there's a on on youtube there's a channel called the funk land and he covers like different like old tv shows and like different oh, theme yeah. parks and rides that have closed and stuff one of the things that he covered I watched one time was the Disney fast pass
0: oh yeah I remember that
1: and it's a really interesting story that how like when Disney started there were like two tiers of tickets there was like the regular tickets and then the rich people tickets and then Disney didn't like that so he got rid of that and then corporations basically brought it back in like it was wild it was a wild watch I'll try to remember to link it in the show notes
0: and those fast passes are fucking expensive too
1: yes sir they are
0: Dude, living in Florida, I feel like you would appreciate this movie. It was called uh, The Florida Project. And it's basically about this chick that's like, basically a prostitute um, raising her young daughter in a motel outside of like Disneyland or Disney World in Orlando. And it's just like the story of like a week or so in their lives. I believe it was nominated or won some awards and stuff. It was a really good movie, but yeah, I think you would appreciate it because they're like throwing firecrackers at tourists and just doing like hood rat shit the whole movie like her and her little friends are just running around doing hood rat shit like they spoiler alert for the movie if you haven't seen it they burn down an old apartment building and shit it's like being kids and fucking around with lighters and stuff um oh it's such a good movie though like it's definitely worth watching
1: oh yeah is that on netflix
0: uh believe so yeah. um I'll netflix or amazon prime one of the two i got both yeah, it's up. called the florida project Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Like as
0: a kid growing up in Florida, I feel like you would appreciate that movie. <laughs> it's yeah, like I, it's basically like a biopic making the making of a Florida man.
1: I tell you, man, like I've gotten a lot of shit for Florida man stuff and I'm always like uh, I mean, dude, that's not anything out of the ordinary to me. Like I know some crazy motherfuckers just in this town that I live in. Oh yeah. You know? Um speaking of like people doing thing, weird things in Orlando. I don't know why. It just made me think of this. Oh, me and my buddy went to go see ghosts down there one time, and we went to this restaurant, this barbecue joint, and we each got food and a drink. So I ordered a margarita uh, and a brisket sandwich. Nice. Not only was this brisket the driest goddamn brisket I've ever had in my life, it was like the bartender was new or something. Um, so you know when you make a margarita, you make the drink, and then you salt the rim of the glass, and then you pour the you- drink in the glass. This tasted like they just were like, oh, there's salt in the margarita, and they just put salt in the drink.
0: Probably so.
1: It was fucking awful, bro. It was like alcoholic ocean water.
0: It was terrible. Jesus Christ. I was like, what the
1: fucking shit is this? And then when we went to the – so uh, just a quick fun story with that is once we leave that restaurant, we had decided let's just get a hotel for the night so we can drink you know, whatever at the show. So we use hotels.com. We get this hotel. We drive around looking for the parking lot for this hotel, like the 20 minutes circling, looking for it. Finally, we pull in there and we ask the guy, Hey man, where's the, where's the parking lot? And he goes, Oh, this hotel is Valley only. Oh, and we wow. went, Oh, is this the such and such hotel? Yes, it is. Oh, all right. Here's the keys. <laughs> here's a five, here's a $5 bill, man. Thank you. And he's like, yeah. So we walk in, I'm wearing like a devil driver t-shirt. My buddy Josh is wearing like, you know another band shirt and we walk into this hotel there's like a glass elevator everyone's nice. in suits there's like this light jazz music playing that i in my mind the guy who we walked up and like told him that we had a booking had a british accent and he was not happy with us being there <laughs> <laughs> but i remember
0: going up to the he was room the, he was the guy from uh, home alone Two, lost in new york yeah he's like are you supposed to be here <laughs> where are your parents so
1: we uh we go up to the room and first thing Josh does is he walks over to the smoke detector, undoes the smoke detector. And he's like, that's for after the cause or when we're burning. So we get settled. We go down to the bar because the the Mater D or whatever he was told us that it was a happy hour. It just started and it was going till 7. And the show nice. started at 7. So we go to the bar and we sit down and the bartender's got tattoos from his wrists all the way up to his neck right and he's just like immediately gravitated towards me and Josh like my people and he comes over and he makes us these mean delicious drinks and they were free because happy hour was fucking free drinks if you're staying at the hotel which was awesome so we had some drinks and we're talking to him and we said yeah we're going to uh, you know the hard or I don't know if it was the, the club Firestone we're going somewhere to see Ghost right in that area and he goes oh dude that's three blocks from here
0: Oh, nice. And we were
1: like, are you serious? So we didn't have to drive. We just walked to the show, kept drinking at the show, came back. <laughs> and the nice. last thing that I remember from that day was that we were in the hotel room. We, were, we we went across the street after the show into this head shop and got, I bought a bowl. And the guy said that like he liked the way me and Josh looked. He thought we were cool dudes. So this 20 something dollar bowl, he sold me for like 10 bucks. Like,
0: nice. Thank
1: you. So we go up to the hotel. We're smoking bowls. And do you know the show Chopped? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was on, but it was like the grandma edition, so it was four grandmas competing against one another. Oh, nice. And they were all so nice and helping out one another, and me and Josh were laughing so goddamn hard, because we were <laughs> just fucked up and these, oh, sweetie, you need me to help you chop that real quick? Here, I'll help you. And they're cutting it <laughs> they off. like, yo, nice. we're competing. What are you doing? It was great.
0: Uh, see, we used to always do that, and uh, put on like the Spanish channel and just make up our own words to what they were actually saying. That was always a good time.
1: I always love when you do that. And it was like a, a, a telenovela and oh, yeah. everything's super dramatic. Yep. <laughs> so I pooped my pants. Zoom in. Oh no. Yep.
0: <laughs> I pooped my pants. The woman goes oh, and slaps the shit out of it. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, man. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we had one last question here in the community and then we can uh, wrap this one up for the week. Um, Jeff had one more question for us. He says, what international city would you love to see?
0: I have a few answers to this. Um, I've always wanted to see Sydney and Perth in Australia. I have friends in Perth. Um, I had to choose my one, like go to, when always people say, where would you want to live? It's always Monaco. Like in Monte Carlo and Monaco would be absolutely amazing. It's, basically an entire country built as a tax haven for rich people. So it's all kinds of cool rich people shit there. <laughs> uh, like the whole, like half the country is a yacht club. Um, but I want to go, uh, I've been to Dublin, which is really cool. I want to go, not necessarily even London. I do want to go to England, but I want to go places like Sheffield and stuff like that. Um, and I want to see Maranello in Italy. Cause like that's where Ferrari and Lamborghini and all of that stuff is from. They have museums there that have, like, one of every car they've ever made. I'm dying to go see those. Um, yeah, I just want to jet set. I just need to be rich so I shirk responsibility and just travel around the world.
1: Fuck yeah, I feel that, man. You actually mentioned a couple that I'd like to go to. Uh, Sydney, I'd like to go see. Australia. Um, I'd like to go to the place in Australia. I don't remember where exactly it is, but wherever that uh, the Steve Irwin Zoo is at in Australia, oh, yeah. I'd um, like to go there.
0: Is it Melbourne?
1: It might be in Melbourne.
0: I think it is. I'm not 100% sure, though.
1: But I'd like to go out there, and I'd like to see the Outback. Like, I'd like to see it, because I've seen so many documentaries with it in there that I'd like to just go out there and see this big desert rock stuff for myself. I just think that would be really cool. Um, i right. get England would be great. I'd love to see, like, Liverpool. Oh, yeah.
0: You, you know? say you want to see the Outback of Australia until you get out there, and it's literally like giant spiders fighting giant snakes, and everything's covered in venom. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. all your Australian I mean, friends are like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll look at it through the Jeep window
1: as we're driving. You know what I'm saying? But I still would like oh, to yeah. see it.
0: <laughs> i you're driving the- very quickly all the
1: way through. <laughs> I'll roll the window down and take out some, some deep breaths, get that out back air.
0: <laughs> dude, it's amazing how big Central Australia actually is. There's like a farm there that's like 1.2 million acres. Like, dude, It's just it blows my mind every time I read something about, like, Central Australia and how just vast it is. But they have the land trains out there where it's basically just an 18-wheeler pulling a dozen trailers all at once.
1: I've never heard of that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Look up
0: land <laughs> trains. They're pretty amazing.
1: That needs to be... Uh, or road
0: the, trains, they may call them.
1: The next uh, Euro Truck Simulator DLC. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, other places like, I mean, Rome, I would love to go see Rome. I think that would be really cool. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be neat.
1: Before current events, I really wanted to go see Red Square in Moscow. Yeah, I thought that that would be really cool, cool. but
0: not so much anymore.
1: Yeah, not so much now. Um, I'd love to go to Canada, Vancouver. Go check that out. Um, But if I had to pick one, but I'd like to learn the language some first before I go, it would be like Asian countries like Thailand, um, Japan, even like I think China would be cool. You know, as long as you could, you know, just keep it in line there and not get in trouble. Like, the aesthetic of China is beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, the land. Yeah, I want to go to uh, Japan so bad. But, like, with my eating thing, I'm really worried I'm going to get over there and starve to death. Because I don't eat any kind of Asian food whatsoever. They have McDonald's and Burger King and stuff, but it's not what it is here. It's very different.
1: Could you do, like, onigiri, which is, like, steamed rice No, I don't
0: even like rice. So, like, I would, I would die in anywhere in Asia. Yeah, you might,
1: you might. (laughs) I, I don't know. I'd like to go to Thailand too. Like, I like Thai food. I mean, I like. It. I don't know. I picked me up a lady boy. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I watched a video one time. It was like this thing on Pornhub where, like, every now and then I'll be on Pornhub and I'll look up videos that aren't porn because there's some funny shit on Pornhub that's just hidden in (laughs) there. And one of them was this guy just basically giving like a how to get laid guide in thailand and nice. it was just basically like yeah man you go to be certain spots in the city like this pe- this specific city he goes like you go to certain clubs and everybody in these clubs are just wanting to fuck man everybody he's like you can get whatever you want he goes but then you also have your street walkers he goes but be careful he goes if you like the lady the um the trans girls he goes that's fine but remember like they can beat you up and he goes yeah. but actually he goes the, re- the regular girls here will beat you up too just be on your toes
0: <laughs> goes, it's like you're, you're not sure who knows martial arts here yeah. so just be careful
1: you might get robbed
0: <laughs> yeah uh I, I was my previous job i was doing a training class and the guy who taught the training class was like a minister like in some kind of ministry thing he told me this story about uh going to cuba to do men, uh ministry work he's like yeah there are women there who will have sex with you or give you a blowjob for a roll of toilet paper and i'm like First, the first thought in my brain is like, oh, that's a hell of a deal. You can get a huge ass pack of toilet paper for like 12 bucks. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Do you want to fuck a chick who has not had toilet paper for so long? She's willing to fuck you for one roll of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not the best plan in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd be a little iffy on that one.
0: (laughs) Like, all right, baby, we're going to go to the hotel room. You're going to take like 12 showers then we'll see where we can do about this.
1: <laughs> Take 12 showers and we do our thing. You can have this whole pack.
0: <laughs> my <laughs> Take treat. the toilet paper out of the hotel room bathroom. I'll just get them to bring more.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I feel like I would feel so bad in a situation like that, though. Like if yeah. some chick was like, oh, I'll suck your dick for a roll of toilet paper. I'm like, here, babe, here's a roll of toilet paper. You can just have it. Like, you don't need to do that.
1: On that same vein, again uh dancing mirror girl from last week one time hit me up and told me like i was taking her home from hanging out and she goes if you buy me a pack of cigarettes i'll suck your dick and i said absolutely what do you want and she said 305 menthols and i was like <laughs> fucking deal that's like four dollars <laughs> <Nice. laughs> so yeah and then she and let me tell you it was cold out that night and I ended up like, when I when I finished, I had to clean myself up and I just used my shirt so that I had to drive home shirtless and it was fucking cold, but it was oh. worth it.
0: <laughs> Dude, a buddy of mine worked at a gas station. He would tell me women would come in there all the time and be like, I'll show you my tits for a pack of cigarettes. They'd be like, okay, let's see them. they pull their shirt up and he'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I ain't giving you any cigarettes. <laughs> He's like, I just got to saw so, see so many sets of tits because these women were just so desperate for a pack of smoke.
1: Dude, I remember people who didn't realize that we had cameras that I could see from where I was working uh, in the gas station. So like this guy and this girl come in and they go walking back over towards the bathrooms. They don't go in the bathrooms. Like their friend goes in the bathroom and they're just standing in there making out by the little soda back there. And I'm just like looking up and I'm watching this. And then they come up to the front and they're talking and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you. And he looks up at me and he goes, yeah, man, can I get a uh, pack of blunts and a pack of cig- two packs of cigarettes and stuff? And I said, I need to see both your IDs. And he goes, what? And I was like, I I need to see both your IDs. And she's like, oh, I'm not with him. And I just, I just pointed up and they both looked up at this fucking camera pointing right where they were just fucking standing. (laughs) And then she went, you're a fucking asshole. And I went, and you're probably underage. Y'all have a great night tonight. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here.
0: Like, get out of here before I call the cops, you pedophile. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude, it was, it was the wildest fucking thing, dude. Like people just didn't get fucked. In fact, I remember another guy and this wasn't like sexually related, but this was the most one of the two of the I'll tell two, like two intense stories I have when I'm working at the gas station. One was this guy came in at like six o'clock in the morning trying to buy beer. Uh, I was was like, bro, I can't legally sell that to you till seven o'clock in the morning. Why the hell not? Because that's what I don't, I can't, I don't know. It's the law. I can't legally sell. My computer will not even let me sell that to you. If I scan it, it's going to tell me no. Oh, whatever. Right. He grumbles and he leaves. He comes back in at like 6.50 and he's standing in line and he goes and he gets his beer and he comes up and he, by the time he gets to the counter and everything, it's like 6.57. I said, sir, you're going to have to wait a few minutes. No, the fuck I'm not. "Uh, Sir, you have to wait a few. Listen, my goddamn truck, my computer and my truck and my phone all say it is seven o'clock right now. You're selling me this goddamn beer. I said, sir. It doesn't matter what your computer says. My computer, as of right now, says six fifty-eight. And for the next two minutes, it's not gonna let me scan that fucking beer. <laughs> and he ended up getting super pissed off and he stood aside and some other people came through and then he got his beer and left and it was this whole thing. But like I would have rather had a guy like that over this one dude who came in and gave me he had a, a payment card that was like a for his business, like the company yeah. he worked for And it wasn't a normal card, So I had to run it as like a fuel card type thing. And it didn't go through the first time. So he goes, "Well, hold on now. You're not trying to fucking double charge me, are you? And I said, no, sir. I just accidentally hit cancel or something on the first time. Don't worry. It's not going to double charge you. Well, it better fucking not double charge me. And I swiped it again and everything. And I said, all right, you should be good to go. And he was being a dick to me. Like he kept talking. He's like, you know, Uh you should be smarter about your fucking job. I wish you were fucking good at your job, stuff like that. So I, I swiped it, and we went. the thing went through, and I handed him his card. I said, all right, man, you have a good day. And I turned around to get my drink, to take a sip, and then move on to the next customer. And he goes, no, 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 don't go anywhere. Tons of fun. I'm not done talking to you yet. Oh. And at that moment, right behind him was my buddy Mikey, who works at the local Wendy's. And I went to school with him. He's a big black guy. He nice. just starts eyeing this dude from behind. Like, are you fucking talking to my buddy Dalton like that? You know what I mean? Because he called me tons of fun, which I was just like, oh, I should pull you over this counter and beat your fucking ass, because yep. you're still tired. I've been awake all night. I will whoop the fuck out of here
0: right now. Yep.
1: <clears throat> but I wanted to be professional, and I didn't uh, I didn't say anything, and I got him his cigarettes or whatever, and I rang him up, and he said, if this, if this double-charge me, I'm coming back up here, and I'm going to have your ass. And I said, you have a good day, man. And he left, and I was steaming, and Mikey could tell. Oh. And, and Mikey walked up, and I won't repeat the word that Mikey said, but this is the South. Just keep that in mind. Um, but he goes, he looks out at the guy, and he goes, what a fucking asshole. His truck says W.W. Gay. I'd have called him a blank. And and what's funny is that Mikey is the most, has the most effeminate voice you've ever heard. Like, <laughs> he's just like, hey, babe, how you doing today? You know, like that kind of voice. So, like, hearing him oh, say yeah. what he did just cracked me the fuck up. But, <laughs> but he was just, that, man, people fucking suck. Oh, yeah. People fucking suck. That's what it. Yeah, comes the down funnest
0: to. story I have of that is I worked at Subway when I was, like, 17. Oh, God. I made, like, five bucks an hour, dude. I didn't give a shit about anything. We were in the bad, like, the bad part of town where we had to close an hour earlier than every other store because of the area we were in. Dude comes in just, like, fucking high on something, just high as shit. He's like, uh, uh, I want a sandwich. I was like, what kind of sandwich? He's like, oh, I don't know, just a sandwich. I'm like, what do you want on it? He's like, I don't care, whatever. I just want a sandwich. I'm like, okay, bitch, bet. And uh, I just go <laughs> in the fucking plastic tub of jalapenos, and I put like a two-inch thick layer of jalapenos along a foot-long Subway sandwich roll and like squirt vinegar on it just like any spicy shit we have I put on it I'm like this dude's gonna be bleeding out of his asshole when he finishes the sandwich but he's never gonna come in my store again and be like I don't care whatever rung him up for like the most expensive sandwich on the menu I was like here you go bud have fun and he just leaves the store I don't remember ever seeing him again after that I was really waiting for him to come back in hopefully he ate that sandwich and went to rehab
1: <laughs> oh man like god the people that would come in on drugs are wild just oh, some yeah. of the, the shit like i know like i don't know if you get it much now at the store you're at but i may be working at subways the people that come in they just can't sit still but like you can tell oh, they yeah. don't have a disorder they're just really fucked up yep and they just like they're cranking their neck around and they're like they're moving yep. their arms weird and stuff i got a one other one other gas station story i'll tell and then we can wrap it up because i know it's getting close to the, the 90 minute mark so right. <laughs> um I'm working there. This girl comes in. It's after midnight. So after midnight, I, my lottery machine shuts down. I can't scan lottery tickets. Yep. She hands me like a Bible thick stack of Damn. tickets for me to scan. And I was like, oh, ma'am, i I'm sorry, but my machine shut down. And she was super cool about it. She was like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh Here, I'll just pay in cash. And she looks at her friend, and I thought I heard her wrong, right? But I didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> she goes, she looks at her friend and says, well, I gotta spend my cash. Hope Bob needs some ass tonight. Wow. So I had already gotten the vibe from this chick before that she was probably one of the local, you know, uh the work
0: lizards. And, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And
1: uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't know, an hour and a half later, the door opens and this grumpy guy comes walking in and goes towards the bathroom, and then this girl I know named Taylor comes in and she's like, Hey Dalton, I haven't seen you in forever. And she comes over and she gives me a big old hug and stuff. She And she's looking like she's been on some drugs and I felt bad at, for it. At the, but I was looking at him like, uh, how are you doing, Taylor? And she goes, oh, yeah, you know, I was sitting around the house and I really wanted a drink and some cigarettes and I didn't have a ride. So I, I, I called Bob and got him to give me a ride. But I think I interrupted him getting a blowjob because he seems really kind of kind of antsy to get back. But, you know, I just I really <laughs> wanted to come up here real quick. And in my brain, I went, motherfucker, Bob did need some ass. <laughs> I was like, I bet that's the same fucking guy. <laughs>
0: dude know what are the chances that like Bob would quit midway through his blowjob to take this girl to the gas station to get cigarettes and beer like what is this girl to him is she Bob's daughter is she sucking Bob too like I don't know she's like, she's like I know I know, this girl's giving you head but if you take me to the store real quick I'll let you fuck me in the ass on the way back
1: <laughs> I, I really don't know bro but like it was one of those that when they left the store I kind of just sat back I was just like, wow, that just
0: happened.
1: <laughs> this, <that's
0: fucking laughs> living wild. in a small town.
1: Yes, sir. Living the dream. On that note, man, is there anything else you want to touch on?
0: Uh no, I think we're pretty good for this week.
1: Alrighty then. Um, well, in that case, I would just like to shout out uh, the podcast that I do. It's probably gonna be switching to bi weekly, but I'll uh I'll report back on that. But the Steam Machine Podcast. If you're into gaming, specifically PC gaming, check out the Steam Machine podcast. That's my other show. Uh, other than that man i uh i enjoyed this man it was fun
0: oh yeah and like uh like we always say if you want to reach out to us with any topics advice suggestions um we're on facebook facebook.com backslash groups backslash factories backslash yet another bs podcast yeah that's that's uh deeply rooted there uh,
1: oh man yeah i was say we've heard that so many times
0: um that's a yet another BS pod at gmail.com works yeah. as well. Yeah, or, if you don't if you want to ask us, something. or jump yeah. on uh, the Steam Machine podcast Discord and hit us up there.
1: That's true. You can also catch us in there. Um, I will have links to that and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, if you don't like you said, if you don't want to ask your question where people can see it's you asking it in the Facebook group, um, by all means send us an email and just let us know that you want to stay anonymous if it's a serious question or anything. Because we we will give serious advice, we promise, if you need it.
0: (laughs) Email us, let us know about that time you ate a beaver's asshole or you know you fucked an android got interrupted getting a blowjob because a girl wanted you to take her to the gas station for smokes
1: right bob if you hear this reach out we'd like to have that interview here
0: bob we want to interview you about this we need to know are you both (laughs) bobs
1: oh goodness on that note guys as always for jeremy and i take it easy
0: later